0: Numbers chapter 9, verse 15 to 23. Numbers 9, 15 to 23. Everyone read it out loudly all the way to the end. Okay, <clears throat> so verse 15, the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony, that is the tabernacle of Moses, from evening until morning it was above the tabernacle like the appearance of fire, so it was always, underline always, always, that means it happened for 40 years in the wilderness with the children of Israel, always. The cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night. So, cloud and fire, underline it. Two things to keep in mind is cloud and fire. In the daytime, it's cloud. At night, it's fire. But it's the same. Just that at night, it looks like fire. In the daytime, it looks like cloud. But it's the same Shekinah glory of God. How many of you have seen the Old Testament movie, The Ten Commandments? Moses. Have you seen it? Did you see the cloud and the fire? That's like an accurate description of what it was. Okay. Verse 17. Very important. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, that means the cloud lifted. Everyone say lifted. Whenever the cloud was taken up. Okay. Okay lifted up it means lifted right in your bible lifted whenever the cloud was lifted up that means the cloud moved whenever the cloud moved the children of israel would begin their journey that means the children of israel would also move they would begin to break the camp they would begin to pack the tents gather all the children gather all the animals and they would begin to journey. And in the place where the cloud settled, that means they followed the cloud. They were led by the cloud. Right? So they keep the eyes where? On the cloud. The cloud was their Google map. How many of you use GPS nowadays? Right? So the GPS was the Google map. Was the cloud. So they keep the eyes on the cloud, and when the cloud stopped, they also stopped. And there the children of Israel would make a new tent and a new camp. Verse 18, very important. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey. Wait a minute. What do you mean command of the Lord? Only the cloud moved. Does the Bible say here that from heaven God saying, Okay, Moses, get up. Now time to pack up and leave. Is that what God was saying? Come on, you lazy Israelites. Get up, pack. It's time to go. Did God say that? See, how do you expect commands to come to you? Like the general commanding the officers, right? Like the father telling the children. Come on, get up. I've told you a hundred times, come on. Was God shouting from heaven? Moses, get up. Joshua, get up. Huh? No. See, keep this in mind. The connection here. Very important. When the cloud lifted, the Israelites also followed the cloud. When the cloud stopped, the Israelites stopped. That is called the command of the Lord. The command of the Lord. What is the command? The word command literally means the mouth of the Lord. That means the word of God. How did God's word come to the Israelites? Like that? Huh? Like movie? No. God's word came to the Israelites through the cloud. And the cloud did not say, Hey, look at me, everyone. The cloud never said that. The cloud is very quiet. The cloud is not asking the opinions of the leaders of Israel. Hey, leaders, come gather. What do you think? Should we go today or should we not go? The cloud did not say, Moses, what do you think? Joshua, what do you think? Let's form a committee to decide whether we go or not. The cloud just decides. Boom. Just walks. Make sure you're following the cloud or you'll be left behind and your enemies will come and catch you the wolves will come and eat you up right so at the command of the lord how did the command of the lord come to israel through the cloud through the fire how when the cloud lifted the meaning was god is commanding now walk follow the cloud that's the command of the lord the command of the lord did not come in words Like it's coming to you right now from my mouth. See, if you don't get this, it's very frustrating to try to be following God. Because God does not lead us like in a classroom atmosphere here. Are you following it? Is it making sense? Amen. The children of Israel would journey and at the command of the Lord, they would camp. The command of the Lord is the cloud settling down. As long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, they remained encamped. Even when the cloud continued long, many days above the tabernacle, the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and did not journey. They did not get impatient. They just stayed wherever the cloud was staying. So it was when the cloud was above the tabernacle, a few days, according to the command of the Lord, they would remain encamped. And according to the command of the Lord, they would journey. So it was, when the cloud remained only from evening until morning, when the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they would journey, whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud was taken up, they would journey. See, remember, the Holy Spirit is unpredictable. So sometimes the cloud or the fire lifted up at night. And at that time, they could not make a mistake. Ah, they could not make the excuse. Ah, yeah. So boring. No, the cloud lifted at night means come on, pack up, it's time to go. Why? It's the command of the Lord. Sometimes they would remain for one day only, and sometimes they would remain for months. They just have to follow the cloud. Are you following me? And it's not like they have to ask God every day, Lord, what do we do today? Lord, what do we do today? Lord, what do we do today? Moses, what do you think we should do? No, all they have to look at the cloud. It's always there. Verse 22. Whether it was two days, a month or a year that the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would remain encamped and not journey, but when it was taken up they would journey. At the command of the Lord, they remained encamped. And at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by the hand of Moses. This is the best illustration of following God in your life. How does the command of the Lord come? The command of the Lord comes through the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. The directions of God. So the Israelites now understand this. It's not like five days, five days, five days, five days. No. There is no formula. Sometimes it's two days, sometimes one week, sometimes one year. They never know. Just like even our seasons with God. Do you know that? Sometimes God takes us to a Bible school for four months. Then He takes us to a ministry for two years. Sometimes He takes us to a conference for two days. And sometimes you are just serving God for ten years in a certain place. You have to follow the Holy Spirit. Right? Now, if you are a smart Israelite, what will you do? You are a smart Israelite and you don't want to miss God. See, that was a tabernacle in the middle always. And the Israelites are camped on all the sides. Okay? Can you see? This is how they were camped in the wilderness. On all the sides of the... Tabernacle. The tabernacle is here. Alright. So the cloud will be here. On top of the tabernacle, right? Can everyone see? Yes or no? Everyone can see. If you are a smart Israelite, what will you do? The first thing you get up in the morning. Huh? You'll check the cloud. You get up in the morning, open the flap of your tent. Oh, the cloud is still here. We can stay today. Honey, let's cook the pork today. Because the cloud is not moving. Of course, they don't eat pig. Right? The first thing they do is, they have to check the cloud. And the cloud, mind you, does not make noise. Pam, 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 No, nothing. The cloud is very silent. The cloud is very, very Stealthy. The cloud doesn't announce ahead of time. Hey, tomorrow I'm gonna to go okay. Everyone be ready. No. They have to keep on looking at the cloud. That means if an Israelite goes hunting for some animals here, or they go looking for some fruit here, they have to keep on turning back to see the cloud. Keep on looking back to see the cloud. Because if the cloud moves, it means leave your deers behind, go back and pat your house time to go so what do they become they become very cloud conscious every night they look at the cloud at night they get up and they look at the cloud they're always looking at the cloud oh it means we can stay but the moment the cloud starts moving it's time to move honey pack the bags children come it's time to go why the cloud is moving are you following amen now let me ask you this question Is it easy to follow for the Israelites? What do you mean no? It's so easy. You just have to see. (laughs) Is it easy or not for the Israelites to follow this? Yes. You just have to see. It's right in front of you. Right? You just have to keep on looking at the cloud. At night is fire. You can't miss it. Fire above the tabernacle. It's like having a cloud and a fire over Kohima. And that is how God is speaking to us. And as long as you see the fire and the cloud over Kohima, it means God says, stay here. But the moment the cloud begins to lift, it's time to go. Is it easy to follow God? Yes or no? Yes, your sight. Your physical sight. You just have to make sure you're looking at the cloud. You don't have to look. Maybe your father will look and it's enough. Right? In fact, there are many times that they would not be looking. The priest will look and then he will blow the trumpet. And then everyone will gather. The trumpet doesn't come from the cloud. When people see the cloud moving, then the priest will blow the trumpet. And then you will all just gather and follow the cloud and stay wherever the cloud. So, the cloud moves, the people move. The cloud stays, the people stay. Right? They just obey the cloud. They follow the cloud. Not their own decision. Sometimes you can be as an Israelite saying, Are they? Why here two days? The water is good here. Air is good. Scenery is good. Moses, why are we living? Right? You can have all those reasonings. But it doesn't matter how good the campsite is. It doesn't matter how comfortable you are here. The cloud moves. We have to go. Because that's the command of the Lord. Are you following me? Okay. That's in the Old Testament. Where is the cloud today? Huh? Good. Inside of us. The cloud has gone inside. See, we worship in spirit and in truth. In the Old Testament, we worship by physical sight, by touch. Just a type and a shadow. Do you know that this is not the reality. This is a type and a shadow of how in the New Testament God wants to lead His people. How the Holy Spirit has gone inside. See, the problem here is if you have bad eyes. <laughs> if you have bad eyes. Moses, where are you? Where are you? Everyone's gone. You didn't see the cloud. Right? But now, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit is inside every believer. So now, just as the Israelite in the morning you have to look at the cloud. Every day, make sure you're looking at your cloud. Be conscious of the Holy Spirit in you. Because He will move, but very silently, softly, gently. And you can miss Him. Many times when I'm praying the faces of people come. Have you experienced that? And guess what I used to do in the past? Ah, Why am I disturbing? Don't think. I just pray my prayer points. And the face keep on coming back. I just forget it. And I just pray, pray, pray my prayer point. After one week, I meet that person and ask him, how are you doing? Ah, last week I was so sick. Oh, really? Then I realized, wait a minute. The Holy Spirit was showing me that he was sick. By reminding me of his face when I'm praying. But I ignore it. And I'm just so focused here. My prayer points are here. I'm just so focused on my prayer points. That don't know my mind. That I ignore the cloud. It's happened so many times. And even now this, it still happens. Unless I learn to go deeper. Deeper into communion with the Spirit. Do you find gold on the open soil? On top of the surface? Where do you find gold? Deep inside the ground. So you have to learn to go deep into communion with the Spirit. To find the real treasures. Amen. The way God leads us is by the inner witness. The cloud is inside. Before I married my wife... I met a woman in Singapore. She was older than me by some years, but she was also in the ministry, successful businesswoman. And while we were there in a ministry situation together, there came prophecies. He and I were supposed to be married. Very in the ministry, very prophet. So, prophecy not only from one, but three, and I are supposed to be married. Now the prophet, Okay, and of course, I got along well with her. So, I was thinking, I came back home, and I was praying. And initially, I decided, yes, I will marry her. I did not tell her that, but in my heart, I wanted to marry And some of the prophecies were very spectacular and self-motivated, okay? Because one of the prophecies said, if you marry her, your ministry will be international. Ooh. Who doesn't want international ministry? International ministry like Derek Prince. How many of you have heard of Derek Prince? That's what the prophecy was. Worldwide renowned teacher, right? So. In my mind, I was like, it's good for me. She's a rich woman. She's in Singapore. Right? And I'll be like, Derek Prince? Wow. This is great for me. So in my heart, that said, yes, I'm marrying her. I even told my family members, she's the one I'm going to marry. And I started praying. So she also, in, in, when we talked, we were like, okay, yes, yes, I like you, I like you. And then we're going to marry, yes, yes, yes. So I was praying. But one, ha- one thing happened. When I received those prophecies rather than the prophecies bringing peace it brought discomfort it brought a lack of peace restlessness remember this satan can counterfeit prophecies remember Jesus uh, satan came to Jesus and said if you will bow down to me then i will give you all the kingdoms of the world right there's always a carrot Before you, when Satan is speaking to you, it's called selfishness, ambition. When God speaks to you, He doesn't put carrots. Did you know that? Did you know that? It's always humility, obedience, like Jesus. It's the way of the cross. Just obey. He doesn't tell you if you obey, all these wonderful things will happen. And you get motivated by your selfishness. But the prophecy there was motivating my selfishness. I was like, ah, she has so much money. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. wonderful." You know, I was thinking all those things. But in my heart, there was a check. Every time I pray, there's no peace. When I sleep, there's no peace. Alright? So I just decided I'm going to give a time test. I don't want to just let my emotions drive me. These prophecies influence me. I'm going to give time for the Lord to confirm my heart and I'm going to wait on the Lord. So I applied the time test. This is one of the tests you need to apply when you are wanting to hear from God. So I just waited, waited, waited. They were getting impatient. I just waited. Lord, I'm just going to give you time. Six months. I'm just going to pray, 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 pray. So I had a check in my heart. So I wanted to be very, very sure. Well, in that six-month period, I began to see sides of her character that i did not see before and i got shocked wow so controlling wow so angry then i realized man this is not going to be good for me so i said no why i had a check in my heart god did not say no no god did not say that god just put a check in my heart could i have married her yes absolutely I even took a trip to Singapore two times, just to meet her. But the check, the inward witness, I checked with the cloud. And the cloud was not moving. The cloud was like, very quietly. That's it. The inward witness is a reliable guide. Reliable guide. And more reliable than spectacular leadings. You know why? Because the inward witness is the Holy Spirit who is in you, witnessing to your spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So the cloud has moved inside. What does the inward witness feel like? Let me give you a couple of scriptures. Go to Luke chapter 1. Verse 1. Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us. This is Luke, alright? He's the physician. He used to travel with Paul, alright? Just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us. So, this is the introduction of the Gospel of Luke. And Luke is writing, many people have written about the things that they have seen and heard about Jesus Christ. Like Matthew, Mark, John, right? And then he says, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses. These people were eyewitnesses, and the ministers of the word, they delivered them to us. They shared the same stories to us. They shared to us about Jesus, what he taught, what he preached, how he did ministry, and so on, right? Verse 3. Are you there? It seemed good to me also. Underline that. It's one of the most powerful phrases About being led by the Holy Spirit. It seemed good to me also. Having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first. To write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus. So that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were once instructed. So, who wrote the book of Luke? Luke. Who did he write to? Theophilus. What purpose? So that Theophilus would understand the things that he was taught about Jesus Christ. Right? How was Luke motivated to write? That's the question now. How did God lead Luke to write the gospel? Now, turn to Timothy. I want to show you a portion of scripture here. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Are you there? All scripture, including Luke, is given by inspiration of God. The word inspiration means God breathe. God breathe. The inspiration came from God. The inspiration came from the Holy Spirit. Okay. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All right. Now, turn to Peter. I want to show you another portion of Scripture. Second Peter, Chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Write those verses down. Knowing this, first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. Now, when Peter talks about prophecy of Scripture here, he's not talking about the gift of prophecy. He's talking about the entire Bible. Because the entire Bible, do you know, was given by prophecy. Prophecy is what? Inspired utterance. So the whole Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit to the authors. That means it's all prophecy. Okay, Verse 21. For prophecy never came by the will of man. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. As they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So the Bible was written by men of God Who were moved in their hearts. They were moved, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, who is the author of the Bible? The Holy Spirit. Is the Bible supernatural? Is the Bible divine? Is the Bible spiritual? Is the Bible miraculous? Yes. How did Luke write the Bible? Is the Gospel of Luke the Bible? Yes or no? How did he get the inspiration? Did he say, I woke up one morning and an angel came to me and said, Luke, write the gospel of Luke. Did he say that? Huh? Did he say, I got up one morning and I saw light in the corner of my room. I went to see the light. There was a burning bush. Did Luke write that? No. Did Luke say, I got up one morning and God spoke to me with a loud, booming voice. Luke, write the gospel of Luke. Did he say that? No. Then how did Luke write? How did he know he was following God? Huh? Let me tell you this. He did not know that he was following God. He did not know that he was writing Holy scripture when luke was writing just imagine you're luke okay and you have a friend called theophilus a highly respectable roman citizen and you want him to know the gospel more you want him to know the truth about jesus that's just in your heart so you wake up one morning and you begin to write what are you thinking in your mind come on think you'll be thinking about all the stories you've heard right from Peter, from Thomas, from Matthew, right? And you're thinking and you're writing, right? Now, are you thinking, if you are Luke, are you thinking, wow, I'm writing the gospel of Luke. Will you be thinking that? No. Will you be thinking, wow, one day this is going to be Bible. Huh? No. You know why? You don't know that it was going to be added in the canon of scriptures. You don't know that... 2,000 years in the future, people in Nagaland will be talking about Luke and reading the gospel. You did not know. You had no idea. Did you get it? See, some of the songs you get, you have no idea how God will use it. But, because you don't see spectacular angels and spectacular, you know, leadings, you despise what God gives you. We did not know. Luke did not know. He's writing the Gospel of Luke. He did not know. He did not know he's writing the Bible. He did not know that we'll be reading this in the future. He did not know. His only motivation was Theophilus should know. And how did the motivation come? Look at verse 3. It, 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 Seemed, it seemed good, it seemed good. Wow! Supernatural book, divine book can be written by, it seemed good. Oh, if you only learn to flow with what the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. I tell you, every one of you will be producing divine, supernatural, miraculous, amazing stuff. It seemed good. That's it. No angels. No open vision. No burning bush. No booming voice. No dream. Nothing. God was leading him. The Holy Spirit was leading him. But so gently so subtly that luke thought it was him but it was not him it was god but god made it seem like it was luke so that god was hiding in the picture but it was god and luke thought it was him so it was together did you get it together together why because god is in you The Holy Spirit is in you. You are one with God. Who you join to the Lord is one spirit with Him. If you are in me right now, if you are in me, your thought is my thought, my thought is your thought. That's how God leads us. Do you know that? The inner witness. It seemed good to me. Oh, isn't practical Christianity so simple? Huh? It seemed good to me. The primary way God leads you is in your heart by the witness of the Spirit. But some of you are waiting for an angel. It seemed good to me. Come on, write it down. It seemed good to me. Oh, it seemed good to me. Now, I'm not saying God cannot lead you supernatural through angels and fire and dreams. Yes. But even all those supernatural encounters... Should seem good to you. Okay? In the end. It should have witness in your heart. Hallelujah. It seemed good. So many times. In the past. I used to struggle every Sunday. What do I preach? Lord speak to me. Lord. Oh Lord. What do I speak? I'm coming tomorrow Sunday. I don't know what to preach. And I want to hear a voice. I want to get a supernatural encounter. But nothing happens. And I would get so pressured, so stressed every Saturday preparing a sermon for Sunday. But over the years, I've realized wait a minute. If it seems good to me, I'll just go ahead and preach it. Rarely, rarely has God given me a sermon by a dream or by an audible voice or a supernatural encounter. The majority of my messages I preach nowadays is, it seems good to me. And after I preach, people come up and say, that word was for me. I did not know. It just seemed good to me that I should minister this. It just seems good. I pray, I seek the Lord, I pray, I seek the Lord, I wait on the Lord. It just seems good to me that I should just preach on this. So I just prepare. And as I'm preparing, I'm sensitive sense to my heart. It seems good. Yeah, yeah. This point seems good. It seems good. It seems good. Okay. It seems good. Good. This is God. And on that confidence, I just go and preach. People are blessed. He'll deliver. Amen. Practice this. Learn to be guided by the Holy Spirit. And remember, it's unpredictable. So sometimes... The cloud can move anytime. Amen. Let's look at another example. Go to Acts. Acts chapter 15. Okay, so in Acts chapter 15, we see the first crisis in the early church. The first crisis. Okay, it was a crisis. There was a possibility of a church split. You know why? Because of legalism, the law. There were some people who thought that believers still have to keep the law of Moses. And Paul and his people said, no, we are now in the new covenant of grace. We no longer have to keep the law. So there was a big conflict and all the leaders gathered at Jerusalem. Look at verse 6. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. Matter of the law or grace. New covenant, old covenant. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. Okay? So now they are having discussion. The apostles are all gathered in Jerusalem. Now, the question is, how did they solve the first conflict? Okay? Look at verse 22 now. Verse 22. Then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company. So this is the conclusion. To Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, who was also named Barsabas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. They wrote this letter by them. The apostles, the elders, and the brethren. So this is the first conference, the first summit of leadership in the church. To the brethren who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. So there was the churches where all of them were Gentile believers. Since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment, it seemed good to us. Again, it's not by chance that this phrase is there. It seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men to you, with the beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Jesus, um, Judas and Silas, who will also report the same things by word of mouth, verse 28. For it seemed good. Come on, everyone say, it seemed good. It seemed. To the Holy Spirit. Oh. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit. And to us, underline this verse. To lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. If you sustain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. So the early church came to the conclusion by the help of the Holy Spirit, that the believers do not have to keep the law. How did this wisdom come from God? It was through the Holy Spirit. How? Remember the role of the Holy Spirit? The fellowship of the Spirit? Where do you experience the fellowship of the Spirit? Here. Inside you, right? So the Holy Spirit shares here what God says there. Where is God? In heaven. Right? Where is your book of life? Your, your future? Where is it written? In the book of God's destiny for you, right? Yes or no? what is in your future do you know where it is it's in the mind of god yes or no how many children will you have god knows who will be your future spouse god knows where is your ministry going to go god knows where is it it's in the mind of god who knows the mind of god the holy spirit where is the holy spirit inside you so the holy spirit shares what is in god to you here fellowship amen in your spirit so how did god give wisdom to these elders in the first council at jerusalem did god send an essay newspaper rejoinder huh what did god say nothing god did not say anything God just gave them, it seemed good. Ah, it just seems good. We just have this witness. It just seems good that we should put no burden on these Gentile believers. It just seems good. The most important council in the history of the church was settled by the leading of the Holy Spirit that came in the witness. Don't despise the witness of the Spirit in your heart. Write this down. Many believers look for the spectacular and they miss the supernatural. They look for the spectacular burning bush, voice from heaven, gold dust and they miss the divine where God is speaking to them every day. Oko mama You must understand the rhythms of the spirit. The signals of the spirit. Of the spirit. In your heart. God is speaking. You are just tuned to a different FM channel. Instead of heaven channel, you are tuned to flesh channel. Or soul channel. Feelings channel. Not spirit channel. Do you know that right now here, In this room right now, there are songs right now. FM channel is going right now here. Radio waves are here. Right? If you have a transistor radio, you can... 103.8, it will come. Right? If you have a radio right now, you can listen to China here. Right? You can open YouTube and you can listen to right now. Any preacher from around the world, you just need the right device and tune to the right place. And you can just pull in. Yes or no? Yes. You just need to learn to tune to the right location. Not your physical senses, not your feelings, your spirit man. Your spirit man. The witness of the spirit. That's the primary way God leads. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Following the witness will prosper your life. Following the witness will protect your life. Following the witness will bring you into many, many amazing experiences and
1: miracles in your life. If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do. So the support of people such as you will enable us to reach more people in more regions. Remember, when you give, the word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that God is able to make all grace abound towards you you, always having all sufficiency, all things may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.fateharvest.in. and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 70056. 84533 at btm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.